Morning, church. Morning, everyone online. Praise the Lord. Got a little fan here today. Keep us cool. Praise the Lord. Remember this time last year, it was sweltering hot in the heat wave, and I was like, <laughs> but praise the Lord, I got a little fan today. Um, yeah, so the Lord did a little uh, swerve on me this week because I had a message prepared, and then he went in a different direction and gave me the word that we've got here today, entitled um, Get to the Root. And in the last two sermons from Colin and Joe, the Lord's really been um, bringing about healing, like an emphasis on healing. And I want to follow that emphasis because I believe that God is doing something in our lives that, that is about healing. He wants to heal us. That's his desire. More than we want it, he wants to give us that healing. So just going to continue um, along that thread, along that theme of healing. And as the message unfolds, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to understand uh, what it is that God is trying to do. So the title of the message is Get to the Root. And we're just going to open up in First John chapter 1. From verse 5 to verse 10. Amen. So it says in 1 John chapter 1, from 5 to 10, it says, This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you God is light, and there is no darkness in him at all. So we're lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We're not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we're only fooling ourselves, not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him... He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that his word has no place in our hearts. Don't worry, it's not a message of condemnation today, it's a message of healing. I just want to bring a message of healing. So our life is like a garden where things are planted in our lives. Some stuff is good and some stuff is bad. But as we come to Christ, the stuff that's bad, God begins to weed out like a garden that's got weeds in it. And Cole knows a lot about gardening. We're going to get some gardening done uh, in the church. And any time we try to do the garden in the church to, to get out the weeds, if we don't get to the root of them weeds, next time we come back, they're going to come back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And that's what it's like in our lives, that if we don't get to the root of some stuff and we only deal with the fruit of some stuff, it might go away for a little while and we feel good. Yes, I beat it. It's, I've done I've, I've, I've overcome it. But then down the line, it springs its head back up again. And so this like, past few months, God's really been dealing with me on, on issues that he wants to bring healing to my life. And he's been saying, son, you've not let me get to the root of this thing. And so I've really been trying to take time to ask God, how, how do I get to the root? You know, what does the root look like? How do I get that thing out so that it doesn't bother me anymore? So it's not an issue anymore. So I'm not tripping over it anymore because I want the healing that God has for me. And I'm, I believe that you guys also want the healing that God's got for you. Because let's face it, we can go to the world for the healing and we'll never find it. 
We can go here, there and everywhere looking for the healing that God has for us and we'll never find it. It's only in Christ. He's the one that has what we need. God is the one that created us, formed us in our mother's womb and it's him we need to come to for our healing. So we have roots in the mind such as strongholds and mindsets. This is one form of root. And this can come by what you look at and what you listen to. So if there's something that's causing us to stumble, something that's causing us pain, we have to at some point figure out what am I looking at and what am I listening to? Holy Spirit, show me where the root is to this issue. And then Lord, help me to uproot that thing. Because we know that some things are pleasurable, some things feel nice and some programs on TV may look harmless and this, that and the other. And even this month, God challenged me about watching EastEnders. It looks, it looks harmless, EastEnders. I was like, you know, I, I like a bit of EastEnders, but this mum, God really challenged me. I said, son, I don't want you to watch that stuff anymore. I was like, well, okay, Lord. But he said, because some stuff is subliminal. And it's been played into your spirit. It's been played into your eyes and your ears. And it causes some issues in your heart. So the Bible talks about the heart. And it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And other roots are in the heart caused by pain, such as rejection, or abuse, or losing a loved one. Which, as many of you know, I lost my fiancé a couple of years ago, and God's really been dealing with me about healing for grief. And sometimes I've not let God heal me in that area of grief. And I've tried to do this and I've tried to do that. And in the last few months, God really began to deal with me and saying, son, you're still hurting over this. Are you still wounded over this? Let me get to the root for you so that I can heal you and you can move forward. So the same way that we take care of our garden, if anyone here likes to take care of your gardens at home, whether it's a back garden, a front garden, you, you do your diligence, you check your plants, you check, you water your flowers, you might give it a bit of food. But do we dig out the weeds in the garden? Do we look for weeds? Do we look for little things that might cause the flowers to be uh, spoiled? And if, if not, then that's what we need to do. So there's, there's, there's good things in our life, like the weed. The weed might start taking the nutrients from the good flowers, the good things that we want in our life. And that's what it's like, whether it's sin or pain that's causing the issue. These suck away from the good stuff. just want to share a quick testimony. But before I do, I just want to say that roots have to be exposed before they can be pulled out. When you're doing digging a tree or you're digging something that's got roots, you have to be able to dig down far enough to find the roots, to expose the roots, so that once you've exposed them, then you know which direction these roots are going in. What are they connected to? And then you can dig down and pull the roots out and get rid of what it is that's causing the problem. By confessing our sins to God, we are exposing roots and coming into the light. So we go back to that scripture in uh, 1 John chapter 1. There's a few points I want to bring out of it. It says, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. In God is truth and there's no lies in him at all. So there's something in my life that I believe in, like a lie. If it's a lie that I believe in, a lie in my mindset, then that lie is holding me back. It's like a root that's in my life that needs to be pulled out. It says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light then we have fellowship with one another. So if I'm walking in the light with my brother, 
then I should be able to communicate with my brother and share with my brother if I've got something against him, if he's offended me, if there's something that's an issue between us. Then we come into the light and I say, brother, I'm sorry. You know, this is bothering me or that's bothering me. But if we hold that in secret, if I've got malice against someone, if I've got anger against someone, I'm not going to that person and sharing it and asking for forgiveness. Then it's, it's corrupting my relationship. It's corrupting my relationship with people and God doesn't want that for us. So perhaps we have to check our hearts in our relationship with people. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So confession is one of the biggest things in our life as a Christian that we can do to get to the root of the issue confessing it, bringing it out, admitting it. Now, 2006, 17 years ago, I had a breakthrough in this area, which God showed me. Because 10 years prior to that, 1996, no, 1996, yeah. 1996, I was 14 years old. And as a young boy, something drastic happened to me. I won't go into details, but to cut a long story short, I was sexually abused at the age of 14. And for 10 years, I never told anybody about it. For 10 years, I kept it to myself. For 10 years, it caused issues in my life, problems in my life, where I had this horrible uh, temper, I had this horrible anger issue. I couldn't get on with people. And as I was going through my process of trying to uh, be a Christian, because at the age of 19, I got saved. But for five years, the first five years of my Christianity, I couldn't get on with people. I was falling out with people. I had issues with people. And one day while I was in London, uh, in one of the recovery homes I was at in London, everyone else had gone out. I was sat on discipline, you know, writing scriptures on discipline. And um, I cried out to God. I said, God, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of living like this. Why am I always falling out with people? Why am I always getting into trouble? And as I said that, I heard the voice of God say, tell someone. And at first I was like, what? What do you mean? And then I heard him say again, tell someone. And when he said it the second time, it clicked. I was like, what? You want me to tell somebody about that thing that happened 10 years ago? I'd never told anybody. I'd not told my parents. I'd not told a soul. So I had a decision to make. God had given the answer to the problem. But what was I going to do next? And I thought, you know what? If this is what it's going to deliver me, if this is what it's going to take to get me out of the mess, then I'm going to do it. I knocked on the director's door and the pastor was in there having a meeting. I came in, I said, look, there's something I've got to tell you. I've never told anybody. And we sat down and I shared my heart and I poured my heart out and I cried. And that, that evening we had a meeting. Man of God, pastor prayed for me. And I got set free and I got delivered. And all them issues that were inside... I got released from, I got delivered from because the root had been exposed and God had pulled the root out and I was set free. Praise the Lord. So admitting, admitting that we have a problem, we can struggle with that sometimes because our own heart deceives us, as the Bible says. We could be deceived by our own heart. But like Joe said last week, the power of admitting that we confess to one another. James 5.16 is the scripture that Joe used last week. And it says, Confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's hard to do, to tell someone about your secret business, about stuff that nobody knows going on behind closed doors. 
But it's in that place that we get healing. It's in that place that we get breakthrough. Being transparent, being open, being honest, walking in the light as he is in the light. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You see, a lot of the time we can pray to God for stuff, but we want a spiritual answer to a practical problem. And sometimes we're waiting for a spiritual answer, but God wants to give us a practical solution. So God's not always going to wave his hand and make things vanish. Sometimes the practical solution is, tell somebody what you're going through. Confess somebody your sins. And that practicality, then you can sit down and work things out. Also last week, um, Joe talked about chains, breaking chains. And one thing I've learned about chains is the devil doesn't come along with a big chain and say yeah I'll wear this yeah i put this on you because we're too smart for that we'd be like no nah, I'm not putting that on me you're mad jog on what God does is I've got a little thing in my pocket is he gives us a link gives us a link and that link represents a choice and what he does is he gives you a choice and he makes us build the chain ourselves by taking one choice and the next choice and the next choice and the next choice and the next choice. Before you know it, you built your own chain. So a lot of roots in our lives is basically bad decisions after bad decision after bad decision. And all God wants to do is to undo them bad decisions, them bad choices and start making the right choices. I'm just going to read a couple more scriptures now about solution. Some of the solutions to getting getting roots out and, and getting help that God's provided for us. Let's go to Proverbs eleven fourteen. So there's three scriptures in the book of Proverbs that I just want to pull out quickly. But each one says the same thing. There's a key in it. So the first one in Proverbs eleven fourteen says... Without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. Hold that in your mind, many advisors. Proverbs 15 and 22 says, Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. And then the third one I want to bring from the book of Proverbs 24, 5 to 6 says, The wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on having many advisors. Yeah? So I found out in my Christian walk that I can't do it in my own strength, and that's what the Spirit was saying this morning. We try to do it in our own strength. We try to work it out by ourselves, and I think I can speak for most men that we're fixers and doers, and that's in our nature to do and to fix. But letting someone else help us, that's hard. We struggle with that. What, you mean I've got to let someone else help me? Yeah, and there's people that God places around us, leadership and friends that can help us because we need their perspective believe it or not because my own heart deceives me I need to, the eyes and ears of other people around me to see into my life and be able to bring constructive criticism to be able to point out things that I can't see and that takes humility so that if I'm in pride or my ego's getting in the way or if I'm walking wonky then they can say hey Gary 
can I pull you up on this? I've seen this, I've noticed that. But then I've got to have the humility to say, thank you, thanks for showing me that. Thanks for showing me that I was going off track. But you've got to be open to have many advisors. Now, I have people that are my confidants for many years, 15, 20 years, that have walked alongside me. And I can pick up the phone and I can tell them everything. All of the gory details, all of the embarrassing things, all of my sin. And I can share it. You might not be able to do that with everybody, but you can find a certain person that you can trust, that you may be even praying and say, God, who can I share my stuff with? And by doing that, you're staying in the light. You're walking in the light. That you're not, you haven't got a closet full of stuff that you're just throwing in there from time to time that's getting fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller till one day the whole lot spills out everywhere. You can listen to a message like this and say, okay, God, you're challenging me on some stuff. Maybe I do need to call someone or sit down with someone and say, you know what, can I just bear my heart to you? Can I share my burdens with you? And you know what, when God chooses the right person for you to speak to, more often than not, they've already been, they already know. They know what you're going through. They've seen what, they've probably done it themselves. But God's restored them and healed them and helped them so they can help you and give you the direction. Because people see what we don't see, often. You know, having that confidence to trust them. These two things also have helped me in my walk. Accountability and integrity. Integrity is a, a vital key component for being able to walk with God. What is integrity? The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. It's a state of being whole and undivided. We know there's a scripture in um, James that says, do not be double-minded, you know, doing the okey-cokey, one foot in, one foot out. Am I all for Jesus on, mon- on Sunday? But then by Wednesday, I'm like, mm. you've got that integrity, you're solid in what you believe, you're solid in, in your commitment to God. The condition of being unified or sound in construction and integrity is internal consistency or lack of corruption. So God is wanting to help us this morning to, to just look at areas of our lives. And it's not to feel ashamed and condemned and go, oh, I've got this issue and that issue. It's about cooperating with the Holy Spirit. We have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Because it's like the Spirit said, we can go on in our own strength and go on in our own strength. But one day we're going to burn ourselves out. It's in that place where we say, okay, God, I give up. I've tried to do it on my own strength. Come in, Lord. Let's do it your way. Let's sit down and talk. Let's sit down and everything out on the table so we can have a fresh start. just want to read from Ephesians chapter 3, 16 to 19. It says... I pray, this is Apostle Paul praying for the Ephesians church, but he's praying for us as well. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong and May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ through it. Sorry, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. 
So here you can see there's some stuff rooted in us that needs to come out. Well, here uh, Paul is saying, I want you to, your roots to be rooted in love. I want you to be rooted in, in the love of God, to know the love of God, how high, how wide, how deep. So perhaps there's some stuff rooted in us that needs to come out, but also we're rooted in some stuff that we need to pull our roots out of. I need to pull my roots out of EastEnders, yeah? I need to pull my roots out of Domino Pizzas because it's not good for me. I need to pull my roots out of some bad eating habits. So if we can understand where we're rooted in stuff that needs to pull it out, then we can ask the Lord to help us. Where should we be rooted in? What things should we be rooted in? We should be rooted in the church, a place where God has set up for us to grow and to flourish in the things of God. We should be rooted in the Word of God. We should be rooted in prayer and have a prayer life and a devotional life because that will help build you spiritually and grow your spiritual muscles. We should be rooted in love, as Paul said, and we should be rooted in faith. These are some good things to be rooted in. So if we weigh it up this morning and we have an inventory and we look say, okay, I'm rooted in this stuff which is bad, but I'm not rooted in this stuff that's good. Let me pull out these roots out of the bad stuff and let me get rooted in the good stuff so I can be what God's called me to be and do what God's called me to do. There's a saying that I heard a few months ago which really stuck with me and I've wrote it down. It says, God isn't always trying to give you what you need to make you happy. God is trying to give you what you need to make you holy. I'll say that again. God isn't always trying to give you what you need to make you happy. God is trying to give you what you need to make you holy. Yeah? Because God is holy and he's called us to be holy. So in closing, the final scripture says, it's a familiar portion of scripture, but I want to read the next following verses. This is John 3:16 to 21 says For this is how God loved the world and this is the NLT version sorry For this is how God loved the world he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. But people loved darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it. For fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so that others can see that they are doing what God wants so that's that this morning my sermon's finished but I just want to challenge us this morning as God has challenged me are we going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit are we going to cooperate with God's word and allow him to uproot things in our hearts that we know needs to come out are we going to allow God to expose stuff in our heart that we know that God wants to heal and sometimes it can be a painful process sometimes it can feel uncomfortable but in allowing God to do the work we can trust that his hand is not going to fail though when he puts his hand to a work when he puts his hand on something he makes a masterpiece 
Listen, I want to say to each and every one of you in this room, you are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good good works. You might not feel like a masterpiece this morning. You might feel a work in progress. Sometimes I feel like, I don't feel like a masterpiece this morning, Lord. You're dealing with certain stuff in my life. It's uncomfortable. But trusting God, allowing God to do the process, he'll bring you through it. And this morning, as we pray, if there's any one of you that say, you know what, I want some prayer. Will you pray with me? Will you help me? Perhaps you want to confess some stuff. Perhaps you just want to say, I need, I need, I need healing. You know, last uh, two weeks ago when Colin did the uh, sermon about healing, I asked for prayer for healing. And I testified that God healed me. I had a pain in my back. It was in agony. And as he was praying for me, I just said, God, I believe you for my healing. And as I got home, I was like, it's gone. My pain in my back's gone. I was working it out. It was gone. But unless we step out and ask for prayer, unless we step out and believe, God will never know. So this morning, as we pray, if you do need prayer, don't hesitate to come up. And don't look at me. It's not me. God's got the power, not me. And, you know, we'll pray for you. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning for your word, Lord, that you want us to be rooted in love. Lord, your love is amazing, Lord. And I just pray for anyone who hasn't experienced the amazing love that you have poured out for each and every one of us. I ask that today would be the day that you would reveal your love to us, Lord. Perhaps some of us need reminding of that love. So, Lord, I pray, remind us how much you love us, Father. And Lord, as we meditate on the word that you've given us, help us to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. If you're shining your light in areas of our lives that you want to heal us and bring these roots out that are are causing uh, problems in our lives, help us to just allow you to do the work, Father, because you want to heal us and make us whole. So Father, bless each person today as we go our separate ways. We thank you for your word. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.